Hello there everybody, it's Tyler here. Just a quick little heads up before we actually get into the episode. Uh, in this episode, there's one part where we talk about the Horizon Forbidden West news and how Sony was not offering a upgrade path of sorts for the game. Uh, shortly after we record this episode, a couple hours later, Sony reversed course on their decision and they have said that they will be offering free upgrades for the PS4 to PS5 version of Horizon Forbidden West. And in addition, the uh, any future first-party exclusive titles, such as God of War and Gran Turismo 7, they will also have um, $10 upgrade paths for PS4 to PS5 upgrades. Uh, so, didn't want to scrap the whole topic because it was a good discussion. And since this news came out shortly after the episode, still wanted to, like, you know, we didn't want to just be, like, out of date entirely and just irrelevant with that topic. Uh, since, you no, know, they provided an update shortly after. So just putting this here at the front of the episode, that way you all are, are uh, you all are, are aware that, you know, we know what happened. We are, you know, we're happy it happened, very excited that it happened. It's a good move that Sony did this. And that way, you know, we just, we, we aren't just ignoring that, um, ignoring that update on the situation. So with all that being said, thank you all so very much for listening. Hope you all understand. Hope you also enjoy the conversation that we do have about the topic. And let's get on into the episode. The time goes near. Get ready. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Play to Win podcast. My name is Kieran, and I'm, of course, joined by Tyler. As always, how is it going? It, it's going pretty well this week. It's been a pretty good week. Um, you know, work that I, I managed to catch up on a lot of the work I was like behind on at work. So it, it ended up being pretty chill towards the end of the week, which is good, which nice. is very good. Uh, played some fun games this week. And yeah, I'm just I'm just excited for stuff coming in the future, to be honest. There's a, there's a lot of gaming stuff in the very near future that is very exciting. And this week made me realize, oh, dear gosh, things are about to get very overwhelming. <laughs> so, yeah, good, good times all around, really. And it all starts literally next week. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to some of the things that are going to be happening soon, um, especially something that we'll like I think briefly touch on. Uh, yeah. But if you want to know more about what we're going to briefly touch on, watch Tyler's video that he put up yesterday about his predictions for the PlayStation event that is happening on the ninth. Ninth. Yes, Thursday. Thursday the ninth. Um, I forgot the times. It's four p.m. Eastern, one p.m. Pacific time. Um, it's going to be a uh, which a 40 minute long show. And after the show, they said they're going to give some more deep dives and stuff. But I made some predictions about what I think could be there, what I kind of hope will be there. I was kind of realistic with my predictions, just brought up things that we have been mentioned in the past year and all or years. And just like, I think it's time or this may be there. This might not be there. So give it a watch. Exactly. And while you're on YouTube, you can subscribe to the Play to Win podcast and take the notification bell so you know when new videos go live. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Play to Win Game for any updates on the show. We post when we put out new stuff, just post random stuff. So head on over there and give us a follow. But on this episode of the Play to Win podcast, we will be talking about the Horizon Forbidden West purchase model. The uh-huh. uh, 
rumor but all but confirmed thing that the Game Boy and Game Boy Color games are going are possibly going to be coming to the Switch and the recent boycott of Twitch and its effect on viewership. However, before that, we do have a few brief mentions to get through. Not a huge list, but not tiny either. <laughs> uh, first up, uh, a new Destiny update adds crossplay voice chat, which I thought I should put in there just because Destiny now is crossplay, and I know that a lot of people take advantage of that. So if you are playing with people on other platforms, you can now talk to them in game. I actually thought the crossplay voice chat was there day one with the crossplay update. So I was just like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> kind of an oversight there. Interesting, but happy it's there now. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation have announced their PS Plus lineup of games for September, which feature Overcooked All You Can Eat, Hitman 2, and Predator Hunting Grounds, which is a game that I actually really want to try. So mm-hmm. if you're on PlayStation, good for good for you it's a it's a pretty solid month yep important to note overcooked all you can eat it's the ps5 exclusive one okay um but if you are a playstation 4 owner you can just if you go on the playstation like store website you should be able to add like the ps5 exclusive one to your library that way when you do get a ps5 you you got it there ready to go um so keep that in mind uh and yeah it is it does look a nice month as I told Kieran before we started the show, I will now have both Hitman 1 and 2 in my PlayStation Plus library, just <laughs> like I have Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider in my PlayStation Plus library. And I've played all of an hour or an hour and a half of Rise. Haven't finished it. Need to go back and do that. <laughs> nice. Uh, the Game Pass uh, September games have also been announced. You are going to be able to claim, well, download Craftopia, Final Fantasy 13. Woo-woo! Oh. <laughs> I, I, I just I, I don't really care about Final Fantasy to be fair. I know, but thirteen. I, I want to play that game. <laughs> I just want to play that game, man. Uh, Signs of the sh- Sojourner. Sojourner. I, I don't know. Yes. Think. Yep. You said it right the second time. Sojourner. Okay. Uh, Surgeon Simulator Two, which I'm very excited for. I have. I'm. I'm definitely going to be downloading that. Crown Trick. Uh, Breath Edge. Nuclear Throne. The Artful Escape. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, oh, I know you're not on yeah. the Artful Escape, but that one is looking dope. Yeah, um, I, I, I was like, I don't know what that is, and then I saw the picture of it. I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly what that game is. Yeah, that's the one that I'm all in on. <laughs> uh, THQ Nordic has announced that they will be having a showcase on September 17th at 12 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. British time. Uh, in that, they are set to reveal six games. Which don't know what they are, but I am I am excited to see what they have. I've been I've been seeing like a lot of people like time splitters, time splitters, come on, time splitters. And I'm like, mm, no. They they already announced that it's happening. You're not going to see anything. No. They announced that it's happening like months ago. It's yeah. too early to see anything substantial. If they if they show a trailer, it's a CG trailer confirming that it's just in development, as we already know. Just wait, be patient, you will see the game in due time. Exactly. I'm actually hoping for a new Darksiders game. You think there's going to be a new Darksiders game? I mean, I've never played any of them, um, but I kind of thought the reception to 3 was kind of tepid. Yeah, I, I think a little bit. I mean, I I like the franchise. I I haven't finished any of the games, I will point that out. Like, I've played them, I enjoy yeah. them, so I want a new one, but I've never finished any of them. But, no, mm-hmm. I... 
I, I want another Dark Souls game. I hope we get one. Okay, cool. Uh, one of the more weird announcements that we have in here, Xbox has partnered with the England football team for something. Or is now like the official sponsor or some I, I don't know. I saw this art, I saw <laughs> this headline earlier this week and I was like, that's weird. That is very weird. I don't get that one at all. But okay. Do your thing. Yeah. Uh, sticking with Xbox, uh, at the Tokyo Games show, at the Tokyo Games show, Xbox is apparently going to be making an exclusive announcement. Yeah, which... I, they they said they're gonna have a showcase of some sort, right? And like yes. during the showcase, they'll make an exclusive announcement. I okay. I I only hope that this showcase is actually has a point to it. Aside, unlike the Gamescom showcase, yeah. I mean, granted, different expectations were set, but still didn't need to happen. But I wonder what this exclusive announcement could be. Um, and the fact that they're saying it like this kind of is like it seems like they're trying to drum up hype. And I hope that whatever they're trying to drum up hype for is actually worth it. Uh, my. My theory would be that they are acquiring a Japanese studio is mm-hmm. probably the thing that would like most I'm out of focus would probably be the thing that would most easily come to mind. I made it so that much made, worse. It, made it way worse. <laughs> At first it was like slightly blurry glasses to like, oh dear God, I'm blind now. Bye. Your camera is super out of focus. Yep. Jeez. Do you want to that, focus on me, maybe? Instead, uh, kind of. Can I go back? What well, kind of helps a bit? My camera. <laughs> Come on, pull focus. There we go. There we go. Now there it's better. Go. Now we got like the HD eyesight and everything. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, camera, for that distraction. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I am going to assume that it's the announcement they are acquiring a Japanese developer. It's would make the most sense for here, I think. Yeah, either that or like maybe some big Japanese game is coming to the platform. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, curious to see what it is. Hope it's up like up to the hype. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Lupo and the Tim the Tapman have left Twitch for YouTube gaming. They have both signed exclusivity contracts with YouTube. I know of them. I know nothing about them aside from that they are popular Twitch streamers or were popular Twitch streamers and good for them, I guess. <laughs> yep. I, I have no interest in this whatsoever. It's just interesting, but we'll, we'll talk more about Twitch a little bit later on. Yeah. Uh, the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl release date has potentially leaked on the Nintendo eShop. Uh, game is possibly coming out on October 5th and the box art also leaked and reveals Korra, Aang, and Ren and Stimpy. Yep. So, I mean, we kind of already knew Korra and Aang were in the game because if you looked at the, like, the former box art was like, had silhouettes of all the characters. If you look, you can clearly see what was supposed to be Korra and Aang. Um, Ren and Stimpy, I think that's a new, like no one kind of knew that they were in it or assumed. Yeah. Well, people might have assumed they or hoped they were going to be in it, but no one kind of knew for sure like Korra and Aang were. So that's cool. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3 next-gen updates are not guaranteed this year, according to CD Projekt Red. They had previously said that they will be out this year. However, now they are not so sure. Uh, do your thing. Do your yeah, thing. Yeah, your time. Just, yeah. just take your time, guys. Do what you got to do. Basically, yeah. I mean, I, I really, I'm really excited for The Witcher 3's next-gen update, but don't rush it. 
Yeah. I still have Cyberpunk on my like external hard drive. That way, like when the next gen version does come out, I can like upgrade to it and I'm not going to do another full playthrough, but just like mess around in it and yeah. just see how the game looks. And depending on how that does, honestly, I think me doing another playthrough of that game will, deter- will be determined by how like substantial that next gen upgrade is. Like if it like really increases, if I'm really improves the visuals <coughs> excuse me and like increases like civilian density and stuff like that it makes yeah. the city feel more alive than like the ps4 version back compat on ps5 did then maybe i'll do another playthrough but i mean as i said before like my issues with the game kind of stem more so from like the systems and like the, how the game plays itself like, I, I think the game is just a fine game and there's nothing really there to pull me back in for a second playthrough but i'll probably just give it you know a nice hour or two whenever that happens and then be like all right cool delete <laughs> now i can delete you i don't want to yeah. have to download anything else for you again yeah i mean i'm although i don't think i'm in i'm exactly in that boat but i i probably will do another playthrough but i i'm not expecting you know the next update to entirely change the game or, yeah, or no. like, fix everything no um, no it's not going to yeah, and I am I am far more excited for the Witcher 3's next-gen patch than I am for Cyberpunk's. That might be what gets me to play Witcher 3, to be honest. Although, my my thing with Witcher 3 is the fact that it's the third entry in the series, and I'd rather play 1 and 2 and then get yeah. to 3. Although I know like 3 lets you do like pick choices at the beginning of the game and stuff. Like and Because it's the third one, there's already all the previous story baggage, and I, I'd rather not have to deal with all that and feel like, yeah. huh... This is a person I should know, but I don't know them. Yeah, I mean, I've I've only played three. Um, I haven't played one or two, and I don't really have any interest in going back to play one or two. But yeah, um, I w- The Witcher Three is in my top ten games I've ever played. It's really good. Yeah, I'll see. I'll think about it. Yeah, uh, Amazon UK has cancelled a lot of the pre-orders for the Halo Infinite Elite Controller Two. I assume this is due to stock issues. They haven't gotten enough. So, because I, um, I had seen that they had them available uh, like two or three days ago, I think. And I was going to go and pre-order one, but then I can't remember why I didn't actually. But then I saw this yesterday. I'm like, mm, well, I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that good. That would have been sad if you pre-ordered yeah. it. And it was just like, yeah, actually, you're not getting it. Uh, China is limiting gaming to just three hours per week by law for under 18s. So that actually kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, like we, Karen and I were, were discussing like whether or not to have this be a main story this week. And we, we, it probably would be if we knew more about the situation and all Like we had just both heard about it and maybe read like one brief thing, but we, don't have anywhere near enough knowledge to like have an actual informed discussion on the topic. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I'm sure it's done, you know, trying to, to try and curb gaming addiction over there in China and stuff. Um, it's an interesting decision for sure. Yep. Uh, Dead Space, the Dead Space reboot, uh, reboot got an early look with the devs earlier this week. They posted a bunch of videos with like tech demo kind of stuff, which I haven't watched because I don't really yeah. intend on buying it, but I probably will at some point. Yeah, it was like a it was a cool live stream they did. I didn't watch it. I saw some clips of it, and what I saw, I was like, man, this. I'm like, one, what you have here looks good, like really good visually and stuff. And they were saying like 
yeah, like this is all early stuff. Like, of course, like things are subject to change and so on yeah. and so forth. But they were like even showing like the dev type footage where it's like you got the character in like the gray box rooms and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like that type early development. It's like early concept art and stuff. It's like, hey, it's awesome that they're giving like such an early behind the scenes, behind yeah. the curtain look at the game. That's something that if you if you you know follow stuff in the game industry for a while, you know that does not happen. That very rarely, if ever, happens. So it's just cool they did that. Yeah, no, exactly. And I'm I honestly I might get it. I don't know. Like I'm I'm definitely leaning right now on the side of I'm probably not gonna get it because I don't really like that genre, but I don't know. You made it through village. Yeah. yeah. Death Space is scarier than Village, though. I can tell you that yeah. much. I haven't even played Village, but I know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. Like the the stuff I've heard about Dead Space and especially Dead Space 2, I'm like, nah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, the Overwatch League Season 2 will use an early build of Overwatch 2, apparently. Uh, Overwatch League uh, will start in April 2022 um, and will use some form of build for Overwatch 2, which I guess is exciting. Yeah, I've I've seen some people kind of theorizing that maybe this means that we'll be getting the game at some point next year. If this yeah. is if the early build is going to be used for season two of Overwatch League, then the second game just has to be coming out next year, almost certainly. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been seeing. Kind of people say about this. I wouldn't. Well. I think it would be kind of cool if they because so it starts in April 22nd. I can't remember how many weeks it runs for, but I think it would be kind of cool if they were like and on the last day of the Overwatch League or like at like when finals finish, Overwatch 2 will release. That'd be really interesting if they did that. But you know what else is more interesting? Uh, Them being sued. Yes, the fact that, you know, Activision Blizzard, the company yep. that, you know, puts out Overwatch as the company is being sued right now by the state of California for their terrible workplace conditions and the way that they yep. treat women and, uh, you know, other this other, you know, people there that just, well, mainly the women, actually, you know, I'm just gonna say mainly the women, you know, sexual harassment, pay disparities, discrimination, retaliation, all sorts of things, all sorts of terrible, terrible things. We've talked about it many times on the show before, yep. but of course, it is a very important thing to keep on remembering whenever discussing anything, you know, mm-hmm. Activision, Blizzard related. So keep that in mind whenever you think about Overwatch League Season 2 or Overwatch 2, anything like that at all. Continue, Karen. Exactly. Uh, Fortnite Season 7, the finale is a one-time only event on September 12th, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. UK. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I read a little article. It's basically, it's like, it's capping off this whole alien thing that's going on. I haven't played this season at all. Um, But it's like capping off this alien thing that's happening, it's alien invasion. And yeah, it's like a epic kind of put out like, hey, do these things before the event happens. Because once the event happens, you're not going to be able to do this stuff. So September 12th is actually a Sunday. That's cool. Works out for me. Um, if I'm not doing anything on Sunday, I might hop on just for the event just to see how it goes and what happens and everything. Will I record gameplay for it? I don't think I will. Probably won't want to. But we'll we'll see what happens. Nice. I will not be playing it. I don't play Fortnite. <laughs> That's <laughs> totally fine. Okay. That is going to conclude our brief mentions. So we will move on to our first main news story. 
That story, of course, being the Horizon Forbidden West buying structure model system. Uh, the fact that if you buy it on PS4, you cannot upgrade to, P- to the PS5 version. You have to yeah. buy the game again entirely. Yeah, it's it's very weird. It's it's very weird and con- not, I don't want to say confusing, but the the system itself is confusing. The rationale is confusing. Because there is no real rationale behind it. Yeah. Uh, and just to preface this all real quick, they, uh, Sony, they, and Gorilla, they put, they started pre-orders for Horizon Forbidden West this week. I think it was Thursday or Friday. It was near the end of the week. And just so we have context in mind for the situation here, the launch edition, which is basically the the regular regular base version of the game, is sixty dollars on PS4, seventy on PS5. What you would expect. Cool. The special edition is $70 on PS4, $80 on PS5, and it gets you like, you know, some extra little bonuses or whatever, what have you. Then there is the digital deluxe edition, which is $80 for no matter the platform. It's $80. And that gets you both the PS4 and PS5 versions. But of course, this is digital. This is the digital version of the game. It's just the digital special edition. $80 $80 gets you PS4 and PS5 um, copy of the game. Then there is the collector's edition, which is $200. It has a bunch of cool little knickknacks in it. This giant statue of a tremor tusk from the game. It's $200. And then there's the regalia edition, which is $260. And has basically, it has like a lot of the same things as the collector's edition. The statue is an alternate version of the tremor tusk. It looks a bit different. Um, the box it comes in is all different and stuff like that. It has a couple of other things, but that's $260. Both the collector's edition and the regalia edition get you digital versions of the PS4 and PS5 um, copy of the game. So they don't come with physical copies. They only come with digital copies for PS4 and PS5. That's, that is the context for all this. But if you noticed, I did not say anything about an upgrade path. And that is the controversy behind this whole situation. Yeah. So, I mean, I really don't see why they didn't offer like pay $20 if you have the PS4 version to upgrade to PS5. I just, I really don't understand why they're doing it this way. Like, surely they can, like, yes, they're, they're, you know, it's designed to be played on PS5. The PS5 is, version is going to be much better than the PS4 version and everything. But, like, to charge your consumers basically for the entire game again, just because they're playing it on your newer console when they happen to buy it on your older console before, is a really scummy move. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it's a mess, to say the least. Um, $20 for an upgrade might have been a bit much. Um, $10 is actually what yeah. I would have imagined. It would have been like, just pay $10 more to get the next-gen version. Like, you know, just you have the physical disc or you have like the digital PS4 version, you pay $10 and you get like the digital version for a PS5 whenever yeah. you get the PS5. It's interesting that they that there is no upgrade path like that. The only way to get both versions is to get the $80 version, which... Art, which I will admit, that's not bad. Eighty dollars oh, no. to get both versions of digital—that's fine. Um, or pay 
you have to buy the collector's edition, which is going to be, which is you know much more expensive. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you're getting the collector's edition, you're obviously getting it for everything else that's in there and stuff like that. The I guess the real issue comes into play when you're really talking about the physical versions of the game, because the digital versions you can get the digital versions like eighty dollars, you get both automatically. That's fine. You get the collector's editions, you get both digital automatically. It's fine. The problem really comes into play with the physical versions of the game, where if you buy it physically and you're not getting like the special edition um, di- um, digitally or anything like that, if you want to buy it physically, you have to then buy it again for PS5, like full price. And that's the problem. And it doesn't, it's just weird that you can't, that there is no type of upgrade path at all. Like I'm pretty sure for, um, actually, no, I don't want to say pretty sure, but I mean, this is when also people were digging up their uh, posts from last year when they announced the prices for Miles Morales and Sackboy and some other game and Demon Souls, I think. And so, it was some other PS4 game that came out. They were like, yeah. For these launch games, uh, for PS4, no, for PS5 launch games, there will be a free upgrade path. But in that same paragraph, like a sentence before Horizon was mentioned, so people were saying, "Oh no, look here! They said that Horizon was going to get it as well, but Horizon's not a launch game at all." No. So it's like that kind of the wording there is important. Launch game is not what Horizon is, so it kind of doesn't fit that window. Um, but then I think I've seen some other people bring it up other quotes or interviews where like sony kind of said or might have implied that horizon was going to get a free upgrade or something some type of upgrade path regardless of what was said in the past it's not happening now and the system that is going on now for physical owners let me let me be real clear about this if you're a digital person i don't think this is that much that big an issue for you you can buy the digital deluxe edition and you get both versions of the game Mm -hmm. digitally it's really just an issue if you are physically physical only and i guess if you know if you are strapped for cash on the ps4 you can't pay the extra 20 dollars to get the digital edition then it's an issue there as well i guess but it's definitely more of just an issue if you are physical if you buy a physical copy of the game for ps4 then you have no choice but to pay 70 dollars for the ps5 version when you want it when you know when you get a ps5 eventually whenever that is yeah, and like I, I think the thing that's that's annoying for me about it is like they did it for, and again, like I mean, you point this out, like Miles Morales and and Sideboy and stuff were near enough launch games, so but not near enough. They were launch games. They were day one. Yeah, I I couldn't remember if Sackboy was, but Sackboy, if if Sackboy was not day one, it was like within the first week or so. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yes, they're launch games, but like you did it for those. So why can't you do the same thing here? It just it doesn't make sense. I was checking as well. Uh, the collector's edition in the UK is 170 pounds, and the Rogalia edition I can't find a price for because it it's sold out. So yeah, <laughs> um, just for anyone in the UK who might be curious about the price, but yeah, I just I I, I really don't get it. I I would love for this to be like a ten dollar upgrade or even a free upgrade, which wouldn't happen, but that's besides yeah. the point. Um, just makes me very happy that I have smart delivery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's one of those things where smart delivery is being brought up yet again. It's just like, oh my gosh, it's the saving grace. I'm being a bit like facetious there, but like you yeah. get the point. Just like, oh my God, I, I said facetious. That might not have even been the right word to use, but again, you get my point. Yeah. Um, like, 
it, it does make the point where like yeah, smart delivery is great and everything. Yeah. And it's just like the way Sony is going about this, it's just really it's just really weird and it doesn't make sense. And it, like there's no it doesn't seem like there's a reason as to why this is the case. Especially when like Ghost of Tsushima literally just came just got its PS5 version. And the upgrade from the PS4 all right. The upgrade from the PS4 version of Ghost of Tsushima to the PS5 version to the PS4 director's cut version, I think is like ten or twenty dollars. I think, but the upgrade from the PS4 version of direct of Ghost of Tsushima to the PS5 director's cut version is like thirty dollars. Granted, that's you know you're still paying money, but yeah. it's not seventy dollars. You don't. It's not making you pay seventy dollars yeah, exactly. for the PS5 version of director's cut. It's you're just paying $30. That's what I paid. I just paid $30 to go from the original PS4 version to the director's cut PS5. $30. So like the your most recent game just came out and did this, that had an upgrade path of some sort. Why can Horizon not have an upgrade path of some sort that is not buying a full game again on PS5 yeah. when you get the PS5 eventually? You know? Yeah. No, and like I another like I just I, I don't understand why they're doing this is because like it's not like it's an entirely different game on PS5. It like yes, it's gonna have some additional features, it's gonna look better, play better and everything. But like it's not like it's you know, you're getting an absolutely truly immersive, different, awesome experience on PS5 that you wouldn't get on PS4. I, I will say right now, let's let's not use absolutes in this just because the game is not, hasn't come out yet. We yeah. haven't seen PS4, PS5 comparison. So let's not use absolutes. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that you're wrong. It's very likely that you're probably right, that it's mostly just like visual, some visual differences and frame rate differences probably and stuff like yeah. that. That's most likely the case. But because the most games are the games are not out yet, I, I, I would just say let's refrain from using absolutes. Okay. Like it's not because I mean, you know, we probably would have thought the same thing about Cyberpunk and then Cyberpunk came out and uh, look, look at that. Yeah, look at true. that. It was we could you could say that was basically a very different game on if you were playing on base PS4, Xbox One, then the upgraded PS4, PlayStation consoles, and the next gen and yeah. the PC. Basically, very different games across the board. Yeah, fair point. But like, yeah, I, I, I think my point is still like a little bit valid though because most no, yeah, like, again, like yeah. I said, like I said, you they're most likely not going to be yeah, yeah. any major differences aside from visual stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like it's, it's it, it's most likely just going to be like I mean, like you say, visual enhancements, frame rate, and then you'll have stuff with the dual with the dual sense and yeah. and and stuff. So like it's most likely not going to be an entirely different experience on PS5 mm-hmm. than it will be on PS4. So I, in my, I just I can't justify like them basically saying yeah you know we're going to charge you full price for both. So right. And I mean, it's definitely. I, sorry, and you go. I was gonna say it's definitely one of those things where I hope that they kind of rethink this, and you know, say, all right, you know what? We've heard the community just like we heard you all with the PlayStation Store stuff for PS3 Vita and PSP. Yeah. We've heard you all. We're we're gonna kind of rethink this. There'll be a ten dollar upgrade path from the PS4 to PS5 version, or twenty dollar upgrade path from PS4 to PS5. Most likely ten dollars is what they would do, yeah. um, but I, I I would hope that they would like kind of say that at some point in time. 
uh, the chances of that happening, I'm going to say slim, slim to none, just like we kind of thought with the P- with the PlayStation Store situation, slim to none chance of anything happening on that, but something did. So I'll say yeah. again, this is slim to none, uh, but they got time. It's September now. The game comes out of February. They got time to kind of rethink this and figure this out. Yeah. And I, one thing that just popped in my head is I hope that if, if they don't do that for this game, I hope they learn and apply that to God of War so that oh dear god yes yeah because like if if they're doing it for this game i think if they don't change it either they're gonna say okay we heard your feedback for horizon we're not going to do this we've got to where we'll offer a proper upgrade path or they're going to put their foot down and say no this is how we're doing things either like it or don't buy it yeah yeah there it's a it's a tough it's a tough situation where it's like you kind of put your foot in your mouth on this yeah with what you're doing here stepping on the rake and just smack you in the face and they they do need to rethink this entirely they do need to rethink just add an upgrade path of some sort just ten dollars because there's no there's i i don't see like i said i don't see the reason why they can't i don't think there is a reason that they can't it's just they're not doing it for a weird reason no i mean the i know the reason why they're doing it profit (laughs) I, I mean, I mean, yeah, but again, like, Ghost of Tsushima has an upgrade path. Yeah, the PS, like, no, no, I don't, I don't think Miles Morales had one. Again, I, so I'm thinking about Miles Morales, the upgrading from the launch edition to like the the ultimate edition that gets you ma- uh, Spider-Man remastered. That's what I'm thinking of. But even still, I'm pretty sure there wasn't like a a fee you had to pay. I'm pretty sure the upgrade was just free from PS4 to PS5. I thought there were some other PlayStation games I might have had, but most forgot most of their games have just been um one platform only. So mm-hmm. again, Ghost of Tsushima had an upgrade path. Came out literally a week weeks ago. So I don't get why Horizon can't do it. There's no reason it can't do it. Even if you want to say profit. They like Ghost of Tsushima has one. Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense here. It doesn't make sense why it's not available. Yeah, I mean, I have a, I'm reading just from a Google snippet thing. Um, but the, it says that buying the standalone expansion on PS4 for Miles Morales grants you a free PS5 upgrade. Yeah, so that's, again, that's what I thought. Like they said back then, I was, I was just mixing things up in my head. Yeah. But yeah, kind of kind of bad moves from Sony, in my opinion. But we will, we'll, I'm sure we'll... Uh, talk about it again if if that situation updates. Yeah, oh for sure. Next up, uh, can we just switch online maybe soon? Our Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. Uh, I'm reading from a Eurogamer article written by Tom Phillips, uh, saying, "Quote: Nintendo is set to add Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles to Nintendo Switch Online. Eurogamer sources have confirmed. Word that Nintendo will bulk up its Switch Online back catalog first broke earlier this week via the Nate the Hate podcast." Discussed various possible handheld games Nintendo could bring to the Switch subscription subscription offering. Nintendo Live sources then offered their own confirmation. Now Eurogamer has been able to separately corroborate corroborate these reports, and we have heard that other retro platforms are also on the cards. I end quote. I don't really have any investment in this. I don't think I I can't think of any games from the Game Boy or Game Boy Color that I would play. I, uh-huh. Again, like I, I think 
what episode did I mention this on? I think it was our E3 wrap up or yeah. E3 recap, where it's like there are much bigger Nintendo fans than me, people who are far more knowledgeable about Nintendo. <laughs> I am I am not the guy to go to to talk about Nintendo history or specific games that are on specific consoles. Yeah. Uh, so like I I had a Game Boy Color when I was younger. And I had Pokemon Red, I believe, Pokemon Crystal and Sil- Crystal and Gold. I don't think I had Silver. Or maybe I had all three. And I played, uh, I had like a Mega Man game on there. I had a couple different games on my Game Boy Color. The thing is, I for I wasn't one who had like the Zelda games or the Metroid games or yeah. the Mario games that were on the Game Boy, Game Boy Color and stuff. And I was also super young at the time. So I really remember very little of the games I even played on that platform. Um, that being said, though, it would be, I think this would be really cool. Because I mean, people have been for the longest time asking for GameCube games to come. That has not happened yet. <laughs> but Game Boy, Game Boy Color games, I think that's also, that's, a, that's another good addition right there. Because I mean, the Game yeah. Boy and Game Boy Colors have a, huge like well i don't want to say huge but they have a nice they have a nice size library there of you know really beloved games that people really cherish and hold near and dear to their hearts i mean the original link to the past is no not links to the past links awakening sorry the original links awakening you know game boy game or game yeah. boy color one of the two so that i mean like you have the new remake on the switch you put the original there like that that way people can experience the original one and just see like how it compares to the remake and everything like that i think like this would be really cool um but again just like you well i guess not exactly like you i don't really have too much attachment to the game boy color for me i this makes me more so thinking and excited for game boy advance if they bring game boy advance games to the platform Mm -hmm. then i'm all in because i had a game boy advance and an sp and i loved that sp I actually wanted to try and play um, Sonic, not Sonic Adventure, Sonic Advance 2 sometime recently. I wanted to, but I can't find my SP and I found my Game Boy Advance. But um, I forgot, like, memory is crazy because the Game Boy Advance screen is terrible. (laughs) Dear (laughs) God, the backlight that the SP added was so necessary. Like, I'm legitimately serious. Playing playing in my Game Boy Advance in my room, my lit room like this, daytime, I could barely see that screen. Hmm. And I was like, okay, either my eyes was gotten worse with age or this screen was just terrible and I just did not remember how bad it actually was. I didn't know how bad it actually was as a kid. Um, but yeah, they add like, they do the Game Boy Color then that, and that opens the door for games like Metroid Fusion to be added. Um, there are the other, what were the Zelda games that were on? The Minish Cap, I believe was one of them. I forgot there was another Zelda game or two that was available for um, Game Boy Advance. Um, uh, I know there was some Mario games, Wario, Wario games, I think, were there. Um, it just opens a door for a whole lot of yeah. other games. Pokemon, Pokemon Ruby, Emerald, Sapphire. I would be on Pokemon Emerald for <laughs> sure if they added Game Boy Advance games. Because that one, again, like I told you, that was the one that I was super into so hardcore into although i probably wouldn't be able to do like the cheats and stuff that i did back in the day um but yeah I, it makes me wonder like are they gonna do a game boy advance at some point will we get original ds games uh very unlikely 
because DS, you know, two screen system and format and all, but will they eventually do maybe DS games? It's all very interesting, to be honest. Uh, so I'm looking something up. Uh, I can't remember what I think it was. Forms, because I the I remember I had a Game Boy Advance SP, and the only game I can like picture in my head playing on it was a Donkey Kong Country game, but mm-hmm. I can't remember which one was on Donkey was on Game Boy Advance SP. So, yeah. That's that's probably the only game that I would be probably interested in playing again if they brought it back because, like I said, it's the only one I can really remember playing. Yeah. Um, but in I mean, in any case, the more things they add to this, the better. Like, it's it's never going to be a bad thing them adding more consoles and more games to their online service. Yeah, especially since Switch Online is so like piss poor. <laughs> It is, it is no, no beating around the bush. Like, it's terrible. And yeah. thank it, yeah, it's only $20 for a year, which is honestly not bad. But even when you think about what's there, sometimes it's just like paying $20 a year for this. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's only $20 for a year. It's not like they're, yeah. if they were charging 60, if they were charging over $20, actually, if they all charged over $20 per year for Switch Online, it would be the biggest scam <laughs> in gaming. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, it would be such a ripoff. But $20 is like, okay, I can justify this, even if I never use Switch Online. <laughs> I never do. Yeah. I used it for Smash maybe a handful of times. I've used, no, my bad. I've used it for Animal Crossing. I forgot. Animal Crossing, I used it for a fair amount too. But other than those two games, I do not use Switch Online. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was going to say the only thing I've used Switch Online for was to visit my friend's islands on Animal Crossing. But when I go to Animal Crossing, it was like, yeah, I don't need this. Yeah. It, they just need to improve that service big time. So anything will help. Yeah. Do you have any, any final thoughts on, on the Nintendo stuff? No, no. I just know. I'm just wondering, hey, Game Boy Advance next? Possibly? Mm-hmm. Maybe DS at some point in time? Highly doubtful because, again, system the way it is, they'd have to really rethink how they put the games on there, but do that gamecube at some point yes please please GameCube. and thank you please and thank you we'd all really appreciate that nintendo that would be the best all all i want in the world is super mario sunshine remastered it's all i want you already got that with super mario 3d all-stars no i want a prop like a proper from the ground up remaster of it i want you're not well that's not going to come with them putting gamecube games on switch online that's not going to be a proper remaster that'll just be a point stop crossing my dreams tyler okay i'm not trying to crush your dreams i'm just (laughs) saying that if you want a remaster you got it already was it a good remaster no but it's a remaster (laughs) and so well it barely qualifies as a remaster it is a (laughs) it is a port that looks a bit better yeah but that doesn't do much else i guess you could say it's a remaster but again it like just barely qualifies as a remaster i i was trying to think of a clever segue in our next story but my brain just went dead so uh people have boycotted twitch this week and uh subsequently the viewership decreased thanks to the boycott so yes it did uh i'm gonna open up this article 
uh, reading from an IGN article written by Jared Boer saying, quote, Twitch, Twitch streamers are, are, well, this was obviously written before the boycott happened. But, right. The, at the beginning of the article is just a little update, like for the day of. But yeah. uh, the, the article itself was written beforehand, just basically saying what was going to happen on that day. Yeah. Uh, so from the article, quote, Twitch streamers are organizing a boycott of the platform in protest at hate raids that have been affecting marginalized streamers across the site for some time now and inaction from Twitch on preventing them. On September 1st, a number of streamers are set to go on strike across the platform in a bid to push Twitch to do more about hate raids and hate speech directed towards various marginalized streamers on the platform. The protest is being organized by streamers Wreck-It Raven, Lucia Everblack, and ShinyPen under the hashtag, hashtag a day off Twitch, end quote. And then there was an uh, update afterwards, uh, basically just saying that the update was, or sorry, the boycott was happening on the 1st. Yep, and then it was like a graphic going around and stuff, yeah. basically showing like that basically explained the demands that the people in the community had yeah. for Twitch in regards to you know handling the hate raids and the body and so on and so forth. And yeah, so I saw a lot of it um, on that day. Yeah, um, I've uh, I've seen a couple of um, videos on YouTube of people of like people have recorded the hate raids and put them on YouTube as like a Hey, don't do this. Don't be a uh, word I can't say on the podcast. Um, <laughs> before yeah. we get any deeper into yep. it, I was going to ask, uh, before we get any deeper into this about like the what the impact of the boycott was, um, you, I know, you're a Twitch streamer. Obviously, you are not a marginalized person who would be suffering from hate raids and stuff like that. But uh, like, what was like, what have you known about like the hate raids going on on Twitch and just like what were like your thoughts on the the boycott? Because I mean, I've I don't stream on Twitch at all in any way, shape, or form. I've done like once maybe like, in every year yeah. or so. I might do something, be like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stream like a couple days a week, and it's like I do it once. I'm like, oh, I'm good actually. Yeah. Um, but like I think like what the hate raids have been going on since august if i'm correct or maybe longer i'm not quite sure but i know like it's really been talked about in the past month just like an increase in hate rage and so on and so forth which has led to the boycott that happened and everything so like you as someone who does stream on twitch but of course not someone who suffers from this so your perspective is a bit different yeah like what is your like view on the situation and how like what twitch needs to do about this uh ip uh, i i i there was more to that sentence, I promise. IP, ba- <laughs> IP ban people who are participating in hate raids. Just don't allow them to even access the site. Like, it's, it wouldn't even be that hard to do. Like, I mean, I mean well, that being said, like, obviously, there are, there are ways you can get around it. Just use a VPN and such. I don't know. But I, I genuinely, I, I've said this, like, for, I think, a couple things that we've talked about over the recent weeks. But just, I... I don't understand the mindset of people who are like, yeah, I'm going to organize a hate raid against this people trying to make like a, like an awesome career for themselves is like, I just, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Just These are usually organized by, or at least maybe not these exactly, but you know, there are a lot of things on Twitch that are organized by like people who have failed themselves as streamers and they blame other people for stealing their, stealing views stealing content whatever so they right 
act out against people doing it, like uh, like follow botting and stuff, is mm-hmm. um, is like a big one. But what's that? Out of uh, curiosity, it's, uh, it's basically where they create a bot that will that, so they make like I don't know, like a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand Twitch accounts, and then they uh, basically follow bot someone where they will follow with all ten thousand accounts at once. And it will because, like you know, streamers most likely will have like follow notifications. Then oh, so it just all yep, pops it, up on the screen. Yep, it will pop up. So I that, see. Um, for any streamers watching, um, the easiest way to get around that is if that ever happens to you, just turn off your alerts. Just go into like if you stream on OBS, Streamlabs OBS, just go and delete your alerts, and it should obviously won't fix your follower number. I d- there are ways you can fix that. I know people have done it. I don't know how to do it, but uh, I'm sure if you if you YouTube it, then you would be able to find a way to like undo the follow bot. But um, yeah, just delete your alerts. It should be fine, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just especially going after people who are in marginalized communities who don't have a proper voice in this industry anyway. I genuinely, if if you participate in hate raids, please just leave Twitch. Like it's the easiest way I can describe. I, I can, I can describe it is just, just leave Twitch. You don't, we like people like that don't belong on that platform. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's of course for me, I'm not a streamer at all, but just as a person, I see this and I've seen people talking about it, and I haven't really watched any any people's videos. I know on Twitter, people post video like, "Hey, this happened to me today." Like they'll show like the yeah. clip of like them getting hate rated, and I haven't watched them or anything. Um, but just reading about them happening with just so much increased frequency in the past month or so. And I guess just like seeing screenshots of just how the chat will be when the hate rate is happening and all. It's a thing where I I don't under okay. I say I don't understand. I understand why people do it. They do it to troll, they do it for the lulls, and they think it's funny, and they're just like, Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get so much attention, attention, I'm gonna stick it to this you know to this african-american person or this hispanic person or this lgbtq plus person because you know they they i'm just gonna stick it to them just you know ruin their day and stuff i don't understand the logic behind that like why why does that make you get you why does that make you like entertained why is that funny to you and like it's it shouldn't be it's not and like it, you know it's it's really stupid and silly and it's kind of it's interesting and also sad the fact that Twitch kind of hasn't done anything about this and it's been happening so much for mm-hmm. such a long time. And while, I, again, I, I don't know all the ins and outs of Twitch and like what the Twitch life is like and all like that. So I don't know if it's been going on since earlier than August. I'm sure it has been. I just know it's come to prominence in the past month or so. But the fact that it's been it's been such a talking point and such a noteworthy thing for the mm-hmm. past month and nothing has been done about it. It says a lot. And I'm sure on the back end, like Twitch, I'm sure Twitch is trying to like address things on like internally first before they, you know, come out and do something. Right. I'm sure like things like this do take time. I'm not trying to like take that away from them or anything, but with a situation like this, you want to get on it pretty quickly 
and take care of it as quickly as you can or deploy measures in which you can start to take care of it as quickly as you can and not sit on your like not sit on your hands and twiddle your thumbs for you know a month before deploying any measures to address the situation in any way shape or form you get what i mean yeah so the fact that as far as i know nothing significant has been done on twitch's hand on twitch's part to help streamers with these situations is sad and damning to be honest uh i if i'm right i know that they've i think they've sent like emails to certain streamers saying hey we are aware of the situation we don't agree with this at all that has no place on twitch's platform um we'll be in contact with you you know talk to us help us we'll help you we want to help everybody everybody so on and so forth i'm pretty sure they sent emails to streamers saying stuff like that yeah um but like that it just twitch has for a long time twitch is the biggest streaming platform for just not just gaming but just in general it's the biggest streaming platform that people go to it just is and with that you have a responsibility of sorts to lead by example you get what i mean to be the place that says this has this this should not go on in the streaming community this has no place in the streaming community at all in any way shape or form um and but aside and you know in addition to that you also are owned by amazon which is one of the richest companies in the world yep so monetarily there's no reason that you can't take care of this in a fairly speedy fashion yep and you know with the fact that twitch makes a lot of money for Amazon, I imagine, mm-hmm. you would expect, you would think that they would want to try and handle this as quickly as they can to appease the streamers that bring in the money for them. You you follow what I'm saying here? Yeah. And the fact that they're kind of just taking their time on this says a lot. And I've seen some people say, um, you know, that you have big streamers leaving Twitch for YouTube gaming. Whether, of course, like Tim Tatman, like you mentioned before, Dr. Lupo, of course, these deals are things that happen in the in the behind the scenes. Like, you know, they take yeah. time to happen and everything. But it's happening now at this point in time. And it kind of begs the question. I've seen some people wondering, like, hey, is YouTube gaming going to capitalize on this to try and move people over? Are more yeah. people going to start leaving Twitch now for YouTube gaming? Because Twitch is kind of doing nothing about the situation. And the situation is just so, uh, I guess you could say, terrible, sad, um, just shameful. Just a number of negative adjectives out there. You get what I, you know? Yeah. That's kind of, that's my view on the situation. And I guess as a, as an, you know, as an African-American person, again, I'm not a streamer. Um, but you know, I definitely feel for anyone and everyone who is suffering from this, you know, they go on stream just, you know, to have a fun time with viewers and all, and then in their stream, you just, in their chat, all of a sudden you just see just the N word, just filling up the chat just over and over and over and over and over again, because they're getting hate rated and stuff. And then it's like, all right, I got to make this subs only now because I can't 
because this is happening yeah. and they got to try and like do things and they got to set up all like spend half an hour or an hour setting up all these preventative measures before they even start streaming yeah. to tr- not just not to guarantee it won't happen, but to try and prevent it from happening or lessen the impact of it. And then it will still happen anyway. Yeah. Like no one should have to do that when they just want to hop on stream and play some games with people and just have a good time and chill vibes for like two hours or three hours each night. That that shouldn't have to happen. And it's a it's a shame that it does. Yeah. And I th- like I I forget, I think it was 2011 when Twitch was first like launched. Cause they I know Amazon bought Twitch from the I think it was called like Justin.tv or something like that, like way back when. And then uh-huh. Twitch bought it. No, sorry, Amazon bought it, changed it to Twitch. And I feel like ever since then it's just kind of been like, you know, slowly, slowly going downhill. Cause like you have had a huge amount of their top creators leave the platform. Like Ninja, like uh, I can't remember how many years ago it was, like two or three at least, but Ninja was a mixer then came yeah, back. Yeah, like signed an exclusivity deal with Mixer. And then makes her shut down. Um, I, I, they banned Doctor Disrespect, and we still don't know the reason. Well, apparently Doc knows the reason why, and is now suing Twitch, but right. they haven't publicly said the reason why. You now have Doctor Lupo and Tim the Tapman leaving. Like these are the platform, or at least some of the platform's biggest creators, the people who bring in the most money. So that should be red flag number one. The thing that can, like. If if I do, I, I don't currently stream. I did. I don't know. But if I ever did, I probably wouldn't go back to Twitch because the, some of the decisions they've been making recently, I definitely do not agree with. The one that kind of broke the camel's back for me was they... So if, if you like sub to a channel on Twitch, you can then actually say like, actually, no, I didn't want to do that. Can like, you know, I want to revoke my sub. And what they have, like, I think it's like a preset list of reasons you can choose from, of like why you want to revoke it. And the last one you can choose on the list is I just wanted a shout out. And I was like, that's not fair. That's not fair that you're wow. taking away the money from the streamer who is working incredibly hard on their stream because you have an option for someone to be, pardon my language, an asshat. And it's just like, yeah, I, yeah, I just wanted a shout out. So I gave the, I thought, I, I pretended like I was going to give them money and then I got the show and then I'm like, nah, I want my money back now. So it's, it's like, interesting. It's funny that they have that as an actual option. It, like you would think that that wouldn't be a legitimate option. They'd just yeah. be like other and like, oh, insert your reason here. Like type it in. No, that's yeah. a legitimate reason. Oh yeah, I just want to shout out. Yeah, like I just, I, I don't get it. It's like you're a multi, basically you're a multi-billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. So why is it exactly that you need to take $2.50 away from the creator i just i I don't get it but um they also they take 50 percent of everything so Mm -hmm. is that right it's it's been quite some time since i've streamed so i can't i think so a sub is five dollars no they take more than 50 percent because the sub is five dollars twitch gets two dollars 51 streamer gets two dollars 49 so i see and i'm like that's Again, if, if anything, I feel like that should be the other way around because the the streamer is the one bringing those people to your platform. Like, yes, they would probably be watching somebody else if they weren't watching that streamer. But it's like the only thing you are doing is facilitating that person to stream on your platform. You are doing uh-huh. nothing more than that. 
They are the one making the content. So why are you taking more than 50% of their revenue? I don't get that in the slightest. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. One more thing I wanted to point out. I honestly don't know why Twitch isn't working with the police to stop the people who are hate rating. Because honestly, and I, I apologize if, if, if this offends some people, I would class that as a hate crime. Possibly. I guess you could argue that, yeah. I mean, I think you could argue it since, you know, it's. No, I mean, like, I, I don't think, I mean, I guess, I don't know if it would be considered, huh. I guess it would be considered more hate speech as opposed to hate crime. Uh, Possibly. Since they're technically just saying the thing, they're not like actively, they're not physically harming the person. You get what I mean? Yeah. I'm. Um, so I guess that would be more just hate speech. But I guess in the world of streaming, that brings a whole different level to it and adds different wrinkles. So possibly could be, but I guess it'd be more considered just aggressive hate speech. Uh, unnecessary hate speech. Uh, you you get what I mean? Yeah. Uh, a hate crime is defined as any crime which is perceived by the victim or any other person as being motivated wholly or partially by malice or ill will towards a social group. There are five groups or protected characteristics covered by the hate crime legislation. Disability, race, religion or belief, sexual orientation, transgender identity. Yeah, I, th- I don't think it'd be considered a hate crime per se. Maybe maybe it could be. I mean, if, if it was, I yeah, wouldn't I argue mean, that, but I don't think it would be. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it would depend who you, sp- who you speak to. So, yeah, I personally, I would consider that a hate crime because you are targeting a specific group of, of individuals who have done nothing wrong to you whatsoever, but because of your bias or your ill-perceived whatever towards them, you are hang on, what's it defined here is again you have you are projecting malice or ill will towards that person for something that they can't control it's i don't know it's a really crappy situation and i do not agree with it in the slightest yeah and i've also seen um creators saying that if you know if this was happening to the the big name creators, oh, yeah, such as the ninjas or Tim the Tatmans or Dr. Lupos or who, who have you. I don't know big names on Switch, but those are the three names that came into my head right <laughs> yeah. now. So, we've been talking about them. If it was happening to any of them, something would have been done ASAP about it. But because it's not happening to them, Twitch is kind of dragging its feet to take care of the situation, and they're not really doing anything substantial or significant about it in a timely fashion in a timely manner which again just goes into making this whole situation that much more sad and depressing because it's like there's so many people out here who you know have a large following on twitch who are not you know your your standard big name white guy or white girl streamer or what have you and they're just kind of being forced to deal with this and manage and tread water until Twitch throws them the life raft and says, Hey, come on up. We got you. We're going to help you out. You know, it's just, it's real shameful. It's real shameful. The whole situation, which is why, and this is all just why the boycott happened. Yeah. Uh, So the results of the boycott, uh, I'm reading another IGN article written by Matt Kim. 
uh, saying, quote, yes, there are streamers across Twitch initiated a day off as a way to demand better action from the company on hate raids. Now that it is in, and according to analytics, Twitch did see a drop in traffic compared to the days leading up to the boycott. According to analytics from GameSite, both the number of channels that were streaming and views during noon Pacific was lower than the eight days preceding the September 1st hashtag a Twitch, sorry, a day off Twitch boycott. Uh, they have a graphic here which shows uh, some data about the uh, about the boycott. So I will probably put it up on screen just now, just so people can have a look. Although I don't know how good you're, you're going to be able to see it. Uh, but uh, re- continuing the article, in terms of numbers, around 14,000 fewer Twitch channels were streaming between August 31st and September 1st and about a million fewer fewer hours of content were viewed compared to the previous week. Analyk Zach Debussy added additional context to these figures, but found that ultimately, hashtag a day off Twitch did impact overall viewership on the platform. Debussy factored in non-boycott-related causes to a potential viewership decrease, including the loss of Dr. Lupunt and the Tatman, who both recently announced the exclusive switch to YouTube. Uh, Busi also accounted for the back-to-school factor now that students are returning to in-person learning, end quote. So I am glad that this boycott had an effect on Twitch. I don't... Honestly, I don't think it's a big enough effect for Twitch to actually notice and do anything. I really hope that they do. I'm not saying that I don't believe that this cause isn't good or that they shouldn't have done it, but I, I don't think for me that five to 15 percent well i suppose five to 15 percent for for one day isn't it's a it's a good amount yeah i don't know how significant it will be long term yeah well not not long term i let me rephrase that if it was a 20 percent drop in viewership that would i think that number specifically 20 percent because that's one mm, sorry that's one fifth yeah. of their viewership for a day i think if it was 20 percent, that specific number would be like wow that's that's a lot yeah it being five to 15 that gives like a range of like eh, not that big an impact to eh, a bit of an impact yeah um so i i think that given the situation and given the, the what the viewership was i think that it was enough for twift for twitch to notice Oh yeah, and for Twitch to, I guess you could be say, all right, we we should we should probably start to try and take care of things faster. Yeah. Whereas if it was a twenty percent, it would be like, okay, we really need to take handle things faster. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I, it's it's significant. Don't get me wrong the fifth basically well up to 15 percent of people stopped watching on twitch because of this boycott so twitch have definitely paid attention to this there, there's no way they couldn't have but right. i just don't think it is a high enough percentage of viewers to have meaningful change quicker than what might have been planned already i think if they had a bigger if like i mean like you say 20 25 30 percent twitch would have been like okay like we need to not like you know we need to not have 30% of our, of our paying Viewers customers go away. Yeah. Go away more often. So we, we need to get on this right now, mm-hmm. but I, I really hope they do something soon because these creators don't have, don't, 
deserve in any way, shape, or form this happening to them. Right. And it's an uh, important little final paragraph here in the article uh, from Matt Kim saying here that streamers are making it clear that a lack of tools to combat hate rates is detrimental to their futures on the platform, particularly marginalized streamers. So far, Twitch has made public announcements about incoming tools like channel-level ban evasion detection and other account improvements, but critics say these changes are not happening soon enough. Um, I Let me clarify, I do not know for certain if Twitch has made this public announcement after the boycott happened or if this was something that they announced before the boycott. Yeah. Um, but regardless, again, like, like we've said a couple times right now, Twitch might be doing stuff, but nothing significant is happening fast enough. And again, I'm certain that like these, when anything in the tech realm and doing behind the scenes web development and stuff like that and software and engineering and everything, I'm sure like these things take time to actually create and make sure they work properly at all. I don't want to take that away from Twitch, but they, they need to, you know, really get on the ball with this so that people can safely stream, you know, and not have to worry about having thousands of slur messages end up in their chat. And, you know, five minutes after they start streaming, you know, that way they, they don't have to worry about, okay, I need to do a subs only stream. Sorry to all the people who might want to watch me who aren't subbed. You can't watch me for the next month because I don't have anything to keep myself from getting hate rated on on stream yeah. by some random Joe Schmo. You know, you know, it's it's sad. And Twitch needs Twitch needs to do better, and they should be doing better. They should have been doing better because again, they are the top. I want to say top, but they are the most popular streaming platform. They just are. They are the household name yep. and by, by virtue of being the most popular one, you set the example. And if you set the example of just letting this be, then it just kind of, it should, it says a lot about your platform. It says a lot about you as a company and it just allows, you know, competition to come in and say, you know what? We're going to do better and then just take away viewers and streamers yep. from you, which in turn ruins your business. And you should not want that. Yeah. And I mean, to your point as well, it's like if they don't have anything to stop this happening to people, then I can guarantee you that one, streamers are going to get burnt out with having, to, you know, like every time I start streaming, I get hate rated 5, 10, 15 minutes in the stream. So... I can guarantee you they'll switch to another platform, 100%. Especially Uh if that platform comes out and says, hey, look at these things that we have that we're giving you to implement into your channel to stop these things happening. So Twitch Twitch needs to get on this because if they're losing their biggest client, I don't want to say clients, but like talent, I'll say. If they're losing their biggest talent to other platforms, they're going to need people to replace them. So if you don't implement these features, the people that you're going to want to replace Tim the Tatman, Dr. Lupo, Dr. Disrespect, Ninja, whoever, the people that you want to replace those people with will already be gone. So I, if I was Twitch, I would be getting on that right quick. For certain. Definitely. But again, way to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Again, if this situation updates itself we will be sure to update all of you of course okay that concludes our news section for this week
uh, we're going to be talking. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. Uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me? I'll go first because um, okay. mine should be pretty quick. I imagine you might have a fair amount to say about like th- four. Actually, each of the games you've been playing, depending on how much you've been playing each of them. Um, so I'll do mine real quick. Played a bit of Knockout City this week. They have this little limited time mode, like superpowers and all. So uh, when you when you do like that mode. Each match, whenever you respawn, you spawn with a different like perk. So that perk might be X-ray vision. So you can see mm-hmm. enemies and items through walls. Um, and then you when you like die, you respawn with a different ability. So that ability might be um being launched off the launch pads of the map. When you get launched, it automatically makes you like a super ball, a supercharge when you come slamming down, which can be very annoying. Um, because people will just spam that. <laughs> and it's very annoying. Um, there's another one where you regenerate health. So if you get hit once over time, that heart will come back. So mm-hmm. but you just have to survive long enough for it to come back. Yeah. Uh, there's like another one where you get super strength. So charge like dashing into enemies will actually hurt them as opposed to just like doing just supposed to like slim, like knocking them away. Yeah. It actually hurts them. Uh, there's another one where dashing into enemies will actually pick them up for you automatically in ball form. Uh, it's very chaotic to say the least because everyone spawns, everyone starts the match with a different ability. And as everyone keeps on getting knocked out, the abilities are constantly changing. So it adds a, a whole lot of like variability and randomness to matches, but it can also be very chaotic and very annoying as well. I did a couple matches in the mode. It's again, it's not that it's bad, it's just a bit too hectic for me and my like what I like from the game. I'm not a fan of like all the chaos that comes yeah. with like all these different random abilities happening. And like you can see what, a, what ability a person has when you see their um, character, like you see their name under their character, it'll say what ability they have. But you have to actually you know, be able to read that. And then the chaos and hecticness of just like actually trying to dodge balls and survive and stuff. You're not actually reading and paying attention to what it says and everything yeah. like that. So you kind of never really know what abilities someone has when you're going up against them. And yeah, it can just be very hectic and chaotic. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I mean, it's it's a, it's a cool, it's a nice little new mode. It's a fun one. It's not going to be there long, I think. So yeah. it's fine. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, I finished the Iki Island DLC this week. That DLC, again, the island was beautiful. I've been saying it's more Ghost of Tsushima. If you like the original, it's more of that in the best way possible. Um, the story that is there wraps up in such a good way. Oh my nice. gosh. It was like, it was an amazing, it was just such a great story that they told that kind of, it again, it all ties into Jin's past and him having to deal with his past, come to terms, reckon with events that happened. And it wraps up really beautifully. And where like during the final boss fight, things happen and I'm just like, let's go, let's go, let's get it. This is awesome. I'm so happy this is happening. It is time to take you out. Let's do this. (laughs) And yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's a lot of emotional moments behind it and everything. And I for hundred percent certain, like I, if you have not played Ghost of Tsushima, of course, obviously play the game. Do the Iki Island DLC after you finish the game because it's available for you to do once you finish Act One and have access to the second part of the island. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that's when it becomes available. 
but what happens on the island takes place after the main story. And on top of that, the enemies over there are very tough. Again, they're very difficult. I mean, once you, you know, once you understand what they do, it's yeah. actually easy to manage. But again, the enemies over there are difficult. That is meant to be done after you finish the main story. So do not do it as soon as it's available. Um, beat the main game, then go over there and do that. Um, it's great. I spent like, honestly, the main story, it's only a couple main story missions long. So if you only do the story missions, you could probably finish it in only a, like a few hours for like, honestly, but if you explore the island, if you do the side missions and, and like the main story, you mix it all in together, you can easily end up going into like over 10 hours, like a dozen hours or so. Yeah. I spent a lot of time with it. Uh, and I took a lot of screenshots. They're all on my Twitter. If you <laughs> want to go see them, follow me over on Twitter at Tyler Miller 2496. Posted all my screenshots over there. Uh, but yeah, I spent a lot of time with it. It's like it's a sizable, sizable chunk of content that is there. Yeah. In that um in that little section. So if you have Ghost of Tsushima and you were on the fence about whether or not you want to get this, I promise you, get it. You will not be disappointed by playing this Iki Island DLC. It is fantastic. It is so much fun. It's so good. Um Karen, when you get Ghost of Tsushima, you're gonna just love that game. <laughs> I know you will. I know I'm, you will. I'm, I'm such a good game. I'm looking forward. I'm hoping to get a PS5 by the end of the year. I think you can make it happen. I think you can. I, I, I hope. Depending on like one thing. Depending on one thing? Yeah. I wonder what that one thing is. You're being vague about it. Intentionally. Okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> that's totally fine. Um, I think we'll make it happen though. Um, so yeah, did those two. And then I also started Marvel's Avengers this week. Did not get too far in the game. Um, I honestly am just, I've, I haven't done much new stuff that wasn't in the beta. So mm. if, did you play the Marvel's Avengers beta? Nope. Okay. So the beta, it had you do the A-Day mission. So, and specifically for the A-Day mission, it had you like doing it where like you are playing as the Avengers in the A-Day mission in the main, in the full game. There's a whole other, like, like other half of the stuff mission that takes place before that where you're playing as Kamala on like this trip. She won like a fan fiction mm. contest. So she goes to the helicarrier with her father and she's like basically fangirling. You're like, oh my gosh, there's this and this and this and this. It's really cool. She meets like each of the Avengers while she's there and stuff. And that all happens before like you play as the Avengers on A-Day. Yeah. So that stuff was new. Um, and then there's a mission after that where you're playing as Kamala uh, like on the run from AIM in her home in Jersey and stuff. So that was new. Um, that was new. And then there's one other mission that was actually new where you first get to the helicarrier as Kamala and you like come across Bruce Banner and everything. Mm. Those, those things were new. Um, but again, like not totally like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy, like story development, new stuff in the sense that I like didn't know about it or wasn't expecting it. You follow me? Yeah. Um, so then after that, it's the beta mission where you go with Bruce to try and find Jarvis. So I had already done that in the beta. And the mission that comes after that is trying to find this piece of equipment for Jarvis that you need to find Tony Stark. I did that mission in the beta as well. So I'm now at the point, I believe, where everything else is stuff that I have not seen before. Obviously, I know that, you know, um, 
Captain America is alive. Obviously, I know that he comes back at some point during like the during the story, probably at the end of the game. That's all known to me. I know that it just happens. Mm. But like everything else, like the way the plot's gonna go and stuff, I don't know. So I'm really excited to see how things play out. Um, I will say Kamala and her relationship with her dad, I love it instantly in the first five minutes of the <laughs> game. I was just like, yo, like this is such a great relationship. It's so heartwarming. I love them. Kamala is such a great character to like ground the story in <laughs> so far as someone who was just a giant fan and still is a giant fan of the Avengers and looked up to them. And she, you know, she is now like, she has always been like, man, my life has been changed because of what happened on that day, but I don't blame them for what happened. And now that she knows, she's like, wait, something's off about this. She finds out that like, hey, like it looks like they were set up and now she's the one who's trying to help, who's going to help bring them all back together. It's, it's such a good story so far. Mm. And I'm liking the way it's been like playing out, which is what I've heard about the game in like the past year, that the story was actually really great. It was everything else that was kind of like, <laughs> yeah. eh. So I'm liking the story so far. I, I'm wondering after I beat the main story, how much I'll play yeah, because again, that's when you get into the the end game stuff, where it's like, okay, this is where people are probably having issues with it. I wonder how much it'll affect me. Um, and so yeah, I'm not too sure where I'll go with it afterwards, for for that reason. But there's also a second reason, which I didn't mention to you yet. I was going to mention it to you in a bit, but I'm going to mention it now. The other reason I'm not sure how much more I'll play of it after I finish the main story is because I re-downloaded Destiny Two. I re-downloaded <laughs> it. I didn't start it yet. The only I just re-downloaded it because my brother is not here. He hasn't been here this past two weeks. Mm. And because there's less people in the house, the internet's faster. So I was like, oh, yeah. this if I'm gonna re-download it, this is the time for me to do so. Yeah. That way I know it can be downloaded in like a night. And it's it's just here on the system already. I could put on my extended hard drive if I need to and just move it back over when I actually yeah. gonna play it. Um I was gonna purchase Shadow Keep. I should. I was gonna purchase it because it was on sale for nine ninety nine. I should have. I forgot to. Went to download it on. Went to purchase it on the second, which was the day mm-hmm. the sale ended. And it was. I was thinking, oh yeah, this is the last day of the sale. Sale was already over. I was like, son of a gun. So I didn't purchase Shadow Keep yet. But when I do start playing it, I am going to purchase Shadow Keep. That way, I can go through all that content. Yeah. Um, and because I again, I did Forspoken. No, Forsaken. That's what it was. Forsaken. Yep. Yeah, I mixed the, I mixed that up with Square Enix's game. Forsaken. <laughs> um, I did the main Forsaken story, but I never did any of like the end game content for Forsaken. Like any, of, I never did the raid for it, any of the Nightfalls, any of like that end game content for Forsaken. Yeah. I never did it because it came out the same time Spider Man came out. So like I did the main story for that and then jumped over to um, to Spider Man. I was already kind of falling off Destiny at the time too. Anyway. Yeah, but it is on the system. It's on the system. It's going to be played at some point in time in the near future. It's just a matter of it's because I've been playing Marvel's Avengers in the back of my mind. I'm just like, I got Destiny on the system now, <laughs> and Destiny was fun to play. Am I I'm like how badly am I going to want to jump back into that as soon as I'm done with Avengers? Yeah, and how badly, how much am I going to enjoy Avengers like grind as yeah. opposed to Destiny's grind? That's what it's going to come down to. 
because I don't know if I'm going to want to balance both of them at the same time or just one or the other. And again, games. We're, we are on the cusp, the precipice of just a bunch of games. Yeah. Life is Strange True Colors is on the 10th. I believe, what's on the 14th? No, none's on the 14th. I think it's the 17th, it's Deathloop. The 21st or the 24th, it's Kina. And then October, we got Battlefield coming in October. There's a lot of stuff happening in yeah. a very short time frame. Also, the um, Vanguard beta, which again, Activision makes Call of Duty. Don't forget that. Um, Vanguard beta, open beta is in like two weeks or so for PlayStation as well. There's a lot happening and not enough time for it all. And again, this, yeah, there's just a lot happening. There's a lot of gaming stuff happening yeah. in the near future. And I want to pick and choose what I do. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, question about Avengers is AIM the main enemy? Yes. Uh, that's Aldred's Killian's company, right? I don't know if he's in the game, but yeah, he's connected to it if I'm right. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, AIM is the main, like, Yes, Aim is the main villain, but like Modok, Tarleton, he is like the yeah. person who's in charge of Aim in the game. So like he is the real big bad and Aim is just yeah. you know, he aims the company he has. So yeah, yeah. Aim and Modok. Okay, so I have four games I have played this week. Um and I'm looking forward to hearing about each of them, especially <laughs> this bottom one. I was <laughs> never would have expected you to put that there. Yeah, uh neither neither did I, but I'll I'll get into that. I'll start with the one I've played the least, which is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I, I, only, okay. put, I only put this here because I said last week I was going to start it, and I have started it. I think I've, I, like, I have played almost nothing of it because I played an hour when I got home this morning about from the thing that I was talking to you about earlier. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I've played maybe like half an hour, 45 minutes. I've just, I've, I've just rescued Phoebe. Yeah. So, like, so. I'm, I'm right at the start. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you really haven't done much. No. Phoebe is uh, Phoebe pops up a lot in yeah. that game, and I, she's, she's she's cool. She's fine. She at some points I was just like, yo, you kind of annoying, but also like, <laughs> you're, you're fine, I guess. You know, do you? Did you? But also, the, how'd you get here? <laughs> did you do the DLCs for Odyssey, or do, or did you? I did not. The, I did no. the main story, and I was yeah. out. I was like, I'm not spending any more time in this game. I'm done. That's what I thought. Yeah, because I, I I bought the gold edition, so I would pl- I will be playing this from the start of the game to the end of the DLCs. Okay, cool. Um, a game I have not played for 12 minutes, but I played for a couple hours is 12 minutes. Um, <laughs> that was so, funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm not hating it. Okay. Not loving it. Okay, it's, so you're definitely it, in that divisive camp as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I've, like I said, I've played it for a couple hours. I've tried a bunch of different scenarios. I, the, f- I, I can't even t- like tell like, oh, the furthest I've gotten because I don't know. Spoilers. Yeah, well, that, and I, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. So, oh. <laughs> like, I, I, I think I've reset the loop, like, probably seven or eight times. Something like okay. That. So, it, like, it actually goes in real time, like, like is it like every 12 minutes the loop resets or is it a thing where like um if you once you do like the loop resets based on like story progression you know what i mean so like say like you have to say like oh in this now we're in this loop 
I have to, the thing I have to do is like open the fridge and eat a piece of cake. If I don't do that, the loop won't reset until I eat that piece of cake. Whereas the thing with like 12 minutes go by and no matter what you do in that 12 minutes, once 12 minutes is up, it's going to reset. I think the former. Okay. The, there, there is one thing that I have gotten to happen in every loop I've played and that is the thing that has reset the loop. Okay. If, if that makes sense. It probably doesn't. Yeah. But, no, um, I, I get you. So like eating the cake every single time made you reset the loop. Kind of. Yeah. I, I, I actually don't think I've played a loop for 12 minutes. So I, I don't know if it resets after 12 minutes or not. Oh, okay. Got it. But um, it's, it's not the type of game I would usually play. It's, it's like a top-down point-and-click. Which is yeah, not, like a classic adventure yeah, type game. Yeah, so not not the type of game I would use. Like I said, I'm not hating it. I'm I'm gonna continue playing it because I do intend to finish it. But mm-hmm. my thoughts on it so far are, it's interesting. I definitely want to see more of where the story goes because it it's a little oh it's actually a lot a lot interesting. But <laughs> I'm not super in love with like the way you control it okay because i'm 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 not really a fan of point and click games the the only one that i do like is pillars of attorney but uh-huh. other yeah not yeah not not loving it not hating it and i will be continuing to play would you say the puzzles are like a bit obtuse because i've seen some people say that, like yes. things can be like really just like wait, I got to do what here? Like, it doesn't make, like, things are just really confusing. They just don't know, they didn't know what to do and how to solve puzzles and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's it, it's definitely hard. The the first, like, three or four loops I did, I, did, I was doing, like, the exact same thing because I couldn't figure out what to do next. But mm. it's it, it's definitely challenging, but not to a point that's, like, 100% putting me off. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Because, I, I, I again, I want to play this game for sure. So, once I've like uh, since I've been seeing all the different reactions and stuff, it has me like really curious to find yeah. out like what's going on with this game and like why people are so divisive on it. Yeah, no, I I I can definitely see why people are divisive on it. It's it's an it's an interesting game. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I've, I will say I've seen a lot more negative than positive for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will I will jump to my fourth one because my third one is actually the one I probably have the most to say about. Um, so I didn't buy this game. My mum did. Um, but, uh, because it's my switch and she doesn't know how to use it and doesn't know how to play video games. She was like, Oh, show me how it's done. So I have played played about an hour of ring fit adventure for the switch. Um, And do you like it? Is it fun? Will you continue? Um, maybe it's, it's not terrible. It's definitely not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It it does give you a workout. So <laughs> that's I mean, all I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't like the setup process because when you put in the cartridge and like you have to set everything up, it took me twenty minutes to get through the setup process for everything because <laughs> you have oh, to geez. like, yeah, it's it's long. Like because you so, although I did watch the optional five minute video because <laughs> why not? But it, it's interactive, so it's fine. But yeah. um. So basically, you have to like put in like name, well, not name, but like uh, weight, 
age, how intense you want the workout to be, how much you exercise. Um, and then it takes you through like this really long tutorial. That's like, mm. it. it's not, I mean, it's a tutorial, don't get me wrong, but it's not like, it's basically a faceless, amorphous person on screen that's like showing you, hey, press this in, pull it, use your leg mm-hmm. to move around the leg strap Joy-Con. And it's like, it was boring. So <laughs> I, I just, I kind of powered through it. But I mean, once you get into the game, it's not a game that's like deep. I'll, I'll put right. it that way. It's it's, it's not a story driven game, but mm-hmm. it's, it it you know, for what the game is, it does what it sets out to do. It gives you a workout. It helps you get fit. I will probably, I'm on the first boss. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Cause the, the way it works is basically you, it worked kind of like a Mario game where you have levels in a world. So the first level or like the, the, this video that you watch is when you release this like villain, I can't remember the name of. Um, and then he scampers off to, a uh, to like the third area of this world. So you Uh do like world one, level one, world one, level two, and then he's in level three. Um, And then you like, as you're going through the worlds, you like find enemies to fight and you do damage to them by like doing squats or doing Mm -hmm. uh, with the, um, thing that like you press inward yeah you do, like you hold it and then release it and it fires a ball at them but like i i died when i uh, fought the boss the first time so <laughs> that was fun so yeah. yeah it's i'll i'll probably be talking more about it once i play it some more but not not something i expected to be playing this week okay then all right interesting yeah it's um, uh, it's, not, it's not bad <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, real quick, I actually just remembered, I think I can talk about the thing I couldn't talk about last week. Oh, okay. I think I can because I actually saw people talking about it, like writing articles. I was like, hmm. oh, wait, can we actually talk about this? So pretty sure I can. Go for so it. I'll, I'll, no, I'm not going to do it now. You, you finish yours and I'll okay. put mine in there afterwards. Okay. Uh, last thing I've been playing is like the, the thing I've been playing basically all week, which is Destiny 2. Uh, <laughs> I joined a clan, actually. Uh, nice. So I, I now have actual people to play with, which means I did the Prophecy Dungeon for the first time last night. What's uh, the Prophecy Dungeon? It's a multi-stage kind of... I would describe it as like a multi-stage strike that is... It's almost like a strike mixed with a raid, I would imagine. So. Okay. You start, you are put in this room and then you jump through a portal and you're in another room with Taken and you have to collect light or dark emotes or light, sorry, light or dark motes. And once you have enough of each, then you, there are like two platforms that you jump. So say you collect enough light emotes, you jump into this platform that has light on it and you press RT and it, you know, fires off the light. And then you do the same for the dark, the dark modes, and that opens up the next room. And then you do the same again, and the same again, the same again. And then eventually you get to a boss fight for that stage. Once you, fin- mm. once you fight, once you fight the boss, then you proceed to the next level of the dungeon, which is this. It's almost like a desert where you have to ride around on your sparrow and find taken blights and destroy them, uh, which there are three. 
then once you've done that, you proceed to the next level of the dungeon, which is this room where you're fighting enemies, you're collecting light and dark motes again, but they're... I don't really understand this part because I I was being taught what to do by people who are more experienced in, in that than me. But yeah, um, the, you're still collecting light and dark motes. And then after that, you go into like the... Like it, it's kind of like a joint final level, I would I would describe it as because you're basically there are three taken like champions, I guess you could call them, and then you have to collect the basically the, the room's kind of laid out like a triangle. There are three taken champions in the corner, and they each have in front of them a platform that has light or dark places uh-huh. to remote. So you have to collect those, go and you know, once you use the moats in that platform, then it destroys the Taken champion and it spawns an ogre that you have to kill. And then once you have killed, well, once you've killed all three Taken champions, you're teleported to the room of the final boss, which is this Taken Taken person that if you, you have to stay within a certain radius of him, otherwise you, I think it's called Dark Entropy. And if you get 10 Dark Entropy, it stacks over time the further you are away from him. If you get 10, you are dead. So you have to stay ah. within a certain radius of this boss. But Got halfway, it. when you get the boss's health down to about half, it teleports you back into that room with the three taken champions that spawn ogres, and it's basically rinse and repeat. And once you finish that and kill the final boss, then you're done with the dungeon. So that was interesting. It does sound like a strike mixed with a raid. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. There's a lot to that. Like it, it, it was definitely fun. It's not something I could do by myself. It's um, at, yeah. least not, at least not you know, at the level I'm at, which is under, I think I'm at like 1,280 light just now, something like that. So, mm-hmm. so I think once, cause I mean, like the people I've been playing with were talking about how they soloed, how they soloed stuff. So I assume you can do it by yourself, but mm-hmm. uh, I've also been doing the seasonal missions cause I bought the season pass as well. Okay. So I've been doing the seasonal missions, helping Mara solve, um, basically enact her plan against Savathun which I assume is the lead up for the witch queen. Um, yeah. I, there is a massive problem with one of the missions in which, so yes. So the mission, the, the seasonal missions are basically, you have to go into the shattered realm and align beacons to retrieve uh, tachyons. I think that's their name. It's basically like awoken people who are lost. And you take and yeah. like, you work through this thing. You basically go to the shard realm. You find the first beacon. You align it. Then you have to defeat combatants. And then once you defeat 100%, then the beacon is aligned. You go and find another one. Do the exact same thing. Then you go into a final room, which has a boss. But they, when you're aligning beacons, the final enemy will be like an overlord, I guess you could say, which is like a mini boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have I, I can't remember what they call them I, I'm, I'm just going to call them modifiers for because I can't think of the name but basically yeah. the one that I was fighting was um, the modifier was basically regen's health unless you, mm-hmm. can, unless you can stun him with like stasis or something so I was doing that but because I was I think I'm like 10 under the light the like recommended light level to do that mission so I wasn't doing enough damage to him before he was before he was regening health. Yeah. Which is the big problem because I've 
I've seen a lot of people online who like even they're above the light level that's recommended and he's still regening health mm. faster than you can damage him. Unless yeah, you unless that's you annoying. Stun him for a long time. So it like you and you can't progress with the mission until you have defeated a hundred percent the combatants. So I I had to get people come to come in and help me to finish that mission, which I think is mm. people's main issue with it is like even if you're doing it by yourself, there's no guarantee that you will be able to finish the mission because the modifier regens his health too quickly. So I don't know if they're gonna fix it. I haven't seen anything yeah. so that they will or they won't, but that's that's the main issue I have with it is that I can't like it's almost impossible to do it solo unless you are unless you're like heavily into destiny and you have like a super buff build is probably I see to describe it uh, I will be doing vault of glass I think tomorrow um nice so classic I, I, yes so I will be reporting on that I can't remember if I did it in the original destiny actually but wow. um I'm I like I, I must have I'm 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 sure I did. I can't remember. But, um, but yeah, expect uh, expect more Destiny 2 talk uh, next week because, like I said last week when we were talking about the uh, the Witch Queen stuff, I am 100% getting like all in on Destiny because it's, it's a really fun game. I really enjoy it, and I'm really excited to see where they're going to take the story with, with, with the Witch Queen. See, you got me wanting to just pop in Destiny 2 right now as soon as we're done. You really got me wanting to, <laughs> but I know I can. I, I can. I should not, though. So it, it might be a bit before I get to it, but I'm going to get to it. It's on my system. It's happening. I'm going, I'm going to be getting back into Destiny 2, and I'm sure I'll be very overwhelmed when I first do that. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. I remember it. Okay, so much fun. Um, all right, so the last thing that I can mention, I'm pretty sure I can mention this because I saw people talk about it, so last week I had said, oh, I don't think I can talk about this game, but um, I'm pretty sure I can because I've seen people talk about it. Riders Republic beta happened last week. Now, I, I did play it. I played the beta. And here's the thing. I was so excited for this game, man. I was <laughs> so excited for it. I was really to, ready to um, you know, play it and everything like that. And the beta just kind of like took the wind out the sails on that one. I'll explain why. So it's a beta, of course. Technical issues are going to be there. There were screen tearing out the wazoo during cutscenes, <laughs> even during like gameplay, like the woods area. It was a bunch of screen tearing. I'm not one who normally notices that, but I was like, oof, oh geez, makes it a bit tough to you know look at this. Um, so, but that that you know, it's a beta. It's a beta. Technical issues going to be there. It's what it is. You can, you can forgive that. So the beta starts and it has you in the right in like the Republic Ridge, I believe is what it's called. Basically, like your little hub, right? Which I although I, I will say that the hub is cool because you can go and leave as you please, and like it's a part of the world. So it's not like it's like a it's not like it's its own hub area yeah. like the tower in Destiny, where like you just load into it. Like you can go to it whenever you want to and leave it and just be in the like just ride your bike off and then you're just in the open world. It's just a little place in the open world. I think that's really cool. Um but all right, so the game starts, you're there, and then it has you automatically go into a tutorial for bike riding. Okay, fine, you know, you want to teach me how to do bike riding, but then it has you for for a bit, it literally forces you, it forces you to do 
one mission after another, after another, after another, after another, mm-hmm. like you can't do anything but what they tell you to do for a bit. And yeah, it's all in service of teaching you how the bikes work, how snowboarding slash skiing works, how wingsuits work. I get that, but it felt so restrictive. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking, I, I, at least I guess I wanted it to be a thing where like you jump in and like, maybe we have one mission for each. And then it's like, all right, open world, go do your thing. Yeah. We showed you how to do these, go do your thing. But no, like it lasts for a bit where it's like, all right, we're going to do this mission now. And bike riding is so cool. We're going to do that. <laughs> all right. Oh man, you're the best. You're going to kill it. Now we got this over here. We're going to go do that. And like the lament literally takes you to the map screen and highlights the thing. And it says, press X. Like you cannot do anything, but what it tells you <laughs> to do next. Yeah. So you go do it. It's like, all right, now it's time for snowboarding. And this is how snowboarding goes. And these are the type of things you could do with snowboarding races. All right, go do that. And then you do it. And it's like, <laughs> okay, now we're going to go do some wingsuiting. And it's just like, okay. And like, here's now, here's this type of race. These type of races are really cool. Go do this now. All right, now we're going to introduce this system to you with the leveling system and the ranking. And you need stars to like or increase your rank. And so I'm just like, it was a bit, it was just doing a bit too much, like in terms yeah. of attitude and personality, but also throwing things at me where I'm just like, I don't know what this means. And again, part of it might have been because I was playing the game while I was on the phone with my girlfriend. But at the same time, also, I feel like part of it was just like, what, what does any of this mean? What does any of this mean? Why should I care? Why can't I not just like do races? And like, I complete a race, cool. Now I can move on to the next race. Now I increase my rank. Why is it that I have to do a race? And it's like, all right, you need, you need, you increase your rank with stars and stuff like that. And the stars are basically each race has different challenges for you to do. You do, you complete a challenge, you get a star for that race, you know? But it's just like, I, I wish that the stars could have been something else, not the way to increase your rank, if I'm remembering it correctly. Um, so that kind of annoyed me. I was just like, yo, I just want to like do these races and have fun in this world. Yeah. Um, so once I was able to actually free roam, also, I forgot, like, you also get, like, different tiered gear. So, like, the gear has, like, you know, the color system and the numbers, yeah. like, point system for gear and everything like that. So, there's that, too. I mean, I was putting on the, whatever the best number was for the stuff. And I honestly didn't really know what the different, like, everything has stats. Like, this has increased speed and air time and stuff like that and grip. But for what I was doing, I was like, I don't care. I just, just want <laughs> yeah. to, like, race. And like I had, I was having the most fun when I was just able to free roam. And I'm just like, right, I'm just gonna like ride the bike. I'm gonna ride the bike, yeah. And I'm gonna do this jump, and then while I'm in the air, I'm gonna switch my my sport to the wingsuit, and or the fly or like jet wing thingy. And I'm just gonna fly for a bit. And I'm, gonna, I'm like, all right, that snow cover mountain there. I'm gonna go over the mountain. And I'm gonna switch to my snowboard, and I'm gonna like land my snowboard on the snowy mountain and snowboard on down and i oh i want to go up that way let me switch to the snowmobile and ride the snow drive the snowmobile up and then like that was cool and that is fun yeah and i feel like the game is a game where if you want to play with friends that you'll probably have the most fun playing with friends like if like in terms of the races and stuff like that but if you just want a game where you could just like zen out and explore by yourself then doing that is probably the most fun like solo yeah 
But in terms of like doing the actual races or like trying to advance the story solo, I was just like, I don't, I don't <laughs> care. This is like you're doing a bit too much. And I guess again, my enjoyment was definitely hampered by the fact that I was railroaded through a bunch of different tutorials stuff for like yeah. half an hour or so. I was just like, can I like let the brakes up, like pump the brakes a bit, please? Um, the controls for the like in terms of doing tricks, they were a bit. They're not the easiest, like. It's the the scheme is simple. They have two different control schemes, and one of them has you like doing tricks with the right stick. The other one has you doing tricks with the buttons and all. It's easy. It's simple to understand, and once you get it, it's like okay, now I get how this works. But even then, once I got it, I was like, eh, I was still like a bit iffy on like, am I doing this right and all like that and stuff. But um, I I I made it. I made it work and everything. I managed to make it work yeah. for myself. So I was having more fun with it and all. Um. Interestingly, I I don't know if you can go backwards on a bike or not. Sometimes I could, <laughs> sometimes I couldn't. It was really weird. I don't know mm. why. Like you would think holding L2 when standing still will let you go backwards on your bike, but that just did not happen all the time. It was like a one in two, one in five chance that would happen. I was like, whatever. If I want to go back, I'll just ride the bike in a circle and go back <laughs> go that way. Yeah. Um, but there was that. What other issues that I have? Um, oh yeah, the the like respawn type system so when you're when you're playing the game is constantly online right yeah when you're riding when you're riding your bike doing whatever if you crash you you know you you tumble you you tumble the screen goes like black and white and it says mash circle to get up cool you mash circle to get up what it does is it doesn't respawn you back when you crash it picks you back up wherever you are when you are falling so and it, it picks you back up with the momentum that you had when you were falling. <laughs> so if you're riding your bike and you're going on down and you hit a rock or something and you start falling, you mass circle to get back up. Once you get back up, you will be picked up wherever you were at that point when you were where, like wherever you are in the world at that time, you get picked up right there and you're on your bike and then you just keep on going, <laughs> which can be good and bad. It's good because it keeps you in the race. Like literally... Yeah. It, you can do that to kind of get through checkpoints or like, you know, avoid being um, lapped by people. You, you get what I mean? Yeah. Like it's cool in that regard. You, you keep your progress. It's also annoying when you fall, you get back up and then you fall right back into something else. And then you get up and you fall into something else. This was the most annoying when I was doing the wingsuiting or the, um, the jet pack thing, mm. because you crash like you crash on those, like when you hit something, when you hit the ground, you crash, right? If you're in the air, when you are able to, well, if you're in the air and not near something, when you mat, when you get back up from your crash, you're good. But if yeah. you crash and then like you fall into the ground or like you mash circle and then like when you mash, whatever's in front of you is a rock that you're going to crash into, you fly right into it at full speed. And then you're just stuck in a cycle of getting up and crash, get up and crash. Yeah. And then eventually you'll get up and it has you standing, not like flying. So you're like, all right, good. Let me like, let me like move somewhere. You press X though to, um, to actually take off again. You press X and you get sent flying like damn near full <laughs> speed so quick from take from like ground position. So then you end up flying something else again, nine out of 10, depending on what's in front of you. It's very annoying. So they, they have a thing where you can do, when you can backtrack, right? You press R1 or mm. right bumper or whatever platform you're on. 
and you do the backtrack, which is basically like rewind in a racing game. And the thing, the rewind itself is like inconsistent because sometimes it takes you back too far. Sometimes it takes you back not enough. It's so weird. It's just like not the most helpful. And you can either rewind back to like a back to a point or you could just do it and then just restart the entire race that you're in. Which is sometimes what I would do. I'd be like, I was going to restart this race because yeah. I'm not dealing with this rewind system. This is all a hot mess. Um, so that was that. And then the mass races, those are the races that you see in like the trails where like you got like 60 some of the people all doing a race at the same time. Mm-hmm. Those are cool because, you know, it's a whole bunch of people. It's actually real people in the races. Um, and I forgot to say, like in the regular races, you can do, you could do them either by yourself against computers or against actual people if you want to. It's up to you. Uh, but the mass races are all against real people. And they basically just have you go between a number of different sports. So you might start the race on your bike and then switch to snowboarding and switch to wingsuit, then yeah. switch back to the bike. It depends. And you do it multiple times during a race. And there's three, there's three races in one mass race. So you'd finish one race, then you get to the next race, and you do that race, and third is so on and so forth. And you get points at the end of each one, like in Mario Kart, like in a Grand Prix in Mario Kart. Mm. Um, those are cool just because they're chaotic and hectic and all. They can also be annoying because you get bumped around a bunch because you're riding against 60 other real people and everything like that. But they're fun and chaotic and all. But overall, like I, I played it and I was just like, man, you you done disappointed me. <laughs> I was look, I was really looking forward to this game. And now I'm just like, if it's on if it's on the cheap, if it's like super cheap discount, I'll play, I'll get it. Yeah. Or like if it's a PlayStation Plus game, I'll do it. But it, it just disappointed me. And I, I guess it's because I was looking forward to just having the open world to race, to just like ride around and stuff. And that's still there. It's not bad. Yeah. But I'm not about to pay 60 or $70 just to ride around. Like I, yeah. I, I want to, I want to ride around, but I also want races to be fun and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And you know, the progression system to be fun and enjoyable and none of it really was in the time I spent with it. So I'm not paying 60, 70 just to drive, just to ride around an open world. Yeah. That's where, that's where I kind of fall down on it. That's, that's a fair point. Do you think a lot of the, the negative things in that game come from the like tutorial of like, do this, now do this, now do this. I will say probably yeah. that. Like, I was just like, I just want to do this. I just want to like have a good time. Yeah. And like, by the time I was able to actually get there, I was like already annoyed and kind of a bit burnt out with the, like how just like forced and railroaded me to each different thing. Yeah. I was just like, I, I was like, give me like the freedom I want, man. Give me the freedom I want. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's a, again, there's a point during the tutorial where it's like, Hey, open worlds. Like you can explore the open world. I'm like, cool. <laughs> and I was doing that for a bit. Then I was like, Hey, no, actually you gotta do this though. Go do this. And like, it literally took me to the map and said, go do this. And I was like, come <laughs> on. I just want to like explore for a bit. You're making me go do this seriously, seriously. So again, not, not bad. It's definitely dis- it's disappointing. It didn't live up to the hype that I had for it. Yeah. The excitement I had for it. Um, I feel like though, like if you, if you like the game and you have a bunch of friends that are going to be playing it, like doing races with them will be fun for sure. Exploring the world with them will probably be fun for sure. Um, but if you don't have any friends or you're playing it solo and you, I will say, just like riding around the world on your own is still fun. Like I still yeah. enjoy doing that. Um, so I don't know. Again, uh, I don't think reviews will be kind to this game though. 
like if the visual like aside from just the screen tearing visually it's not all that great i forgot character customization is like so terrible <laughs> it's so bad the choices you have for character customization it's literally the barest of bare bones um so i i really don't think reviews are going to be kind to this game i think the highest this game will get in reviews is like sevens mm-hmm. maybe eights but i think sevens will be the highest this game gets i'm not expecting a whole lot great from reviews for this so if you didn't play the beta just have that in mind keep that in mind for when you do yeah for when you see reviews and if you do want to eventually play the game yeah i'm uh, i think i've said this before but not a game for me i i i played steep it was okay i didn't really enjoy it yes this game is different because there are more it's a more diverse lineup of of activities and stuff yeah but not not my kind of game just I, I wasn't looking forward to it before and after hearing you talk about it still not looking forward to it yeah so that's that my my big disappointment of the year womp mm. womp. <laughs> and everyone's big disappointment of uh when they're listening to this is this is the end of the 23rd episode of the play to win podcast that was a good one right i can't I can't give you a clap because I'm holding <laughs> my mic, but I want to give you a clap because that was perfect. Yeah. Uh, oh, perfect. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at play to win game where you will get updates on the show, random gaming stuff we post, uh, and cool stuff. So go follow us over there. While you are watching the, on here, the podcast on here on YouTube, why not go ahead and click the subscribe button and the notification bell so you know when notification, when videos go live like Tyler's reaction or sorry prediction video to place it to the PlayStation event that is happening on the 9th. For some reason, I'm losing the ability to speak properly. <laughs> uh, and also, you know, while you're listening to the podcast on audio platforms, why not go ahead and like it and subscribe so that you know when new video, new audio files go live, audio versions of the podcast. Man, man, you need me to, you need me to tag in here or something? Uh, no, no, no. Fair. <laughs> Tyler, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at TylerMiller2496. Again, you know, I've been, I posted all my Ghost of Tsushima Iki Island screenshots and little video clips, like motion videos over there. So by all means, go ahead. Some of the screenshots are like portrait mode ones. So if you want to use them as a wallpaper for your phone, by all means, go ahead. I made them like that specifically because I was like, yo, this is a nice wallpaper shot right here. <laughs> Bam, there you go. Um, uh, yeah, so but aside from that, you know, I also tweet about again movie stuff, anime stuff. Uh, the past like day or two, between a whole lot about the new Kanye West and then uh, the new uh, Drake albums that dropped. Um, if you want to read my thoughts on those, follow me over there as well. Um, if you want an idea of what I think of them as of right now, Donda, Donda, I, I like Donda a bit more than I did when I first listened to it. I, I'm not too sure why I finally fall on it. Thinking a seven at best, maybe a 6.5. It's not terrible, but it's very different. Um, as for Drake's certified lover boy, I like it more than I did views or scorpion, which is not a high bar to pass though. Admittedly, <laughs> um, that being said, I need to listen to it more. Um, but it's, it's definitely a Drake album. And I, it, he's not doing anything new with this one, in my mind. Nothing new. There are some good songs here, do not get me wrong. But it's just like, yep, this is another Drake album. 
is what it is. But I'm enjoying it more than I did Scorpion or Views. Got a little bit of music talk out of me on the podcast this week, but definitely go follow me if you want to, you know, see some more of my thoughts on those albums. Karen, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Badlynet, B-A-D-L-Y-N-E-T, all one word. Uh, Iron Maiden's new album came out yesterday, I think. Uh, okay. I haven't listened to it yet. It's called Senjutsu. So uh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I might talk about it if I listen. Well, when I listen to it, I don't know. Check Twitter. Go listen to it. Go <laughs> listen to it. I don't know why you haven't. I mean, I don't listen to them, but I'm sure that's someone you listen to. So why haven't you listened to it yet? Do it. I'm getting to it. Okay. <laughs> no, you're too busy playing Destiny. That's what it is. Exactly. It's more important. <laughs> but that will conclude this week's episode. Thank you all very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed, and we will see you all next week. Have a good one. <laughs>